Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. So let's talk about how the day went. I was at the gym at about 9.30 this morning. I saw the news break on Twitter that Aaron Rodgers was going back to the Packers right around that time. The Broncos' odds completely plummeted plummeted and then hours later the russell wilson news crosses and the broncos odds skyrocket like a rocket ship with that welcome to the show and we have a couple of things to talk about today mace as you are wearing your wisconsin badgers hat that was very appropriate today in honor of melvin gordon that's fine i like melvin gordon he's a good dude time now for the lead The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Well, I don't want to say this came out of nowhere because we knew that Russell Wilson was unhappy despite him going on the Today Show saying he really likes Seattle. Seattle said they didn't want to trade him. Apparently, this deal has been in the work for weeks, according to multiple reports. And now the deal is done. What a roller coaster ride for Broncos fans as Rodgers is not coming. In comes Russell Wilson to make it arguably Unlimited. to make it arguably the greatest division of quarterbacks in NFL history. In case you don't know, Wilson and a fourth round pick come to the Broncos. The Broncos give up a pair of first round picks. One of those will be the ninth overall pick this year, a pair of second round picks. It'll be the Broncos first of two second round picks this year. They will keep the one that they got from the LA Rams, a fifth round pick. Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris. Did the Broncos get a great deal out of this or just a good deal? It's a good and fair deal because it hurts a little bit, but you're getting an elite quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback back in the process. I think it's a great deal, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm going to go back to last year in which George Payton was skewered by many, many Broncos fans and the media for not taking Justin Fields. So what do the Broncos have looking at last year's draft and this year's draft, essentially? They got a future Pro Bowl cornerback in Pat Sertan. Not going to even include Javante Williams and all the other goodies out of that draft. More than just Pro Bowl, he's a legitimate CB1 lockdown, which... There aren't many. There really aren't many of them. George Payton says there aren't many of those guys. He's right. So now let's look at this year's draft. They gave up a pair of ones and a pair of twos for a future Hall of Fame quarterback who is 33 years old and won't be 34 until around early December. I know it's late November. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you factor in he's still playing at a very high level over his last five years. He has 131 touchdowns and just 31 interceptions. So the Broncos in this year's draft gave up a pair of firsts and a pair of seconds. While, while 
The San Francisco 49ers gave up three first-round picks to draft Trey Lance. You get a guy for the next five to six years, a surefire Hall of Famer, a guy that you know you can count on, a pair of firsts, nine this year, easily you would think in the 20s next year, a second-round pick that will be at the back end of the second round next year. This is a steal. From Seattle's point of view, they can't draft at all. They're awful when it comes to drafting. Of course, they haven't had this kind of draft capital in a long time. Listen, it doesn't matter if you have draft capital if you still aren't good at drafting. That's their biggest problem. As for the guys that the Broncos gave up, Drew Locke was likely not going to be part of the plans. Noah Fant, um, I'm sure they were going to give him the fifth-year extension because it was about six and a half, but they've had questions about him since his first year. I know what his production is, but he was considered in the organization. I don't want to use the word soft, but at the end of the day, willing kind of blocker, not really willing to go over the middle. I don't. I think it's a loss. I don't think it's a huge loss. I think Shelby Harris is the biggest loss. See, I disagree. No offense to Shelby Harris, but Noah Fant, the value that he has for them, it's also going to be, he said, the fifth-year option. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be, he's a reliable target. Now, one thing that helps the Broncos here is this. They still have $24 million under the cap. Certainly, mm-hmm. there's some manipulation. There are going to be some restructures that go on to create more room. And they're going to have this to restructure a, Wilson, too. They are. And, extension. Oh, extension. He, he, actually, for this year, the number's fine. Oh, yeah. Next, uh, next year, too. Next year, too. But they're but he's going to get expensive. When, by the way, when he gets really expensive is when you have all of your draft capital back right. in 2024 and beyond. Correct. So there's a little bit of planning going on here. But in the short term, you have Albert Okwebin on, but we know he's not really somebody who's going to block. You have an incredibly deep free agent tight end class. And you may be able to get a discount on one of those guys to come in because of your quarterback now. You mean a free agent? A free agent. I think they will get I think you will see a free agent tight end come in. Mm-hmm. I think you will see a free agent edge rusher. I think there's a very good chance it's Vaughn Miller. I think you'll see a free agent defensive lineman. Um, I think in the end, you may see Bobby Massey back for another year at right tackle while they draft a third-round right tackle or late second round to be the right tackle of the future. Remember yeah. something. Remember something. For everything the Broncos just gave up, yeah. they still have five picks in the first 115. But that that is that pulls you out of the range where you know that guy is going to start right away. I understand. You're going you're gonna to back, backstop it, but... You had, but you do have some things to you do have some things to play with. But that being said, I think if they pick a right tack, if they pick a right tackle, you're still making sure you've got a veteran in there who can handle the job. You know, kind of like Quinn Miners wasn't really ready to step in, and then they put him out. What there round was he taking in? He was in the third. Okay, that's and what I mean. Caden Stearns you're, and Browning yeah. and all and a lot of those guys. My point is, yeah. I feel confident enough, and I am guessing that Peyton feels confident enough in himself that he can still draft pretty well late in this draft. Just I don't expect plug-and-play starters. They might become starters, but I but I don't think they're going to plan their roster in 2022 I agree. around pick 64 starting. So I think you're going to see free agents picked up that basically give them a good lineup to win right now. And if those guys in the draft blossom early, great. Right. 
With that, would you have rather had Rodgers or Wilson? Oh, I've said it before. I would rather have Wilson. And me too. For a lot of reasons. And and it would have been my choice as well. The age certainly plays a huge role. It's everything. I mean, Russell, with Russell Wilson, you might have an answer for the next eight years. Well, that's he, assuming he plays until he's 40. That takes it. Well, that's, well that's, this is his age 33 season. Right. You're, I think it's reasonable to expect him to be the quarterback until he's 40. Okay. Here's another way to put it. People kept saying about George Payton. Is he going to be able to draft a quarterback? Is he going to be able to draft a quarterback? He has a six-year deal. He's already through year one. He might not have to. Yeah. During the length of his deal, he might not have to draft a quarterback. Not early. I think you'll see them take some flyers and a guy that we've talked about, out of Caleb Western Michigan. Elby, yep. who played for the Bron- who was played for the Broncos tight ends coach, who was Western Michigan's offensive coordinator. Uh-huh. I would expect you'll see him drafted on day three yep. as the third team quarterback. The question becomes who is Russell Wilson's backup? Could be Brett Rippon, could be a veteran they bring in in the next few weeks. So the question all over national media is are the Broncos now Super Bowl contenders? If you are a contender in the AFC West, by depth, by extension, you're a Super Bowl contender. Okay. And I think they're a contender. I don't look at this moment. I'm not picking them to win the division. I mean, I think they'll be a very strong number two in the division. Here, I, I put this kind of like Tampa Bay was with Tom Brady in 2020. They didn't win the NFC South, but they were a strong surging number two at the end. You can make the case four of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league are in the AFC West. Right? Yep. Very strong case for that. I just put this out on Twitter. I don't want to get too off the track on this, but I think the Buffalo Bills were the second biggest winners in this trade today by far. And I'll tell you why the AFC West is going to be so tough and so competitive and if you can go 3-3 three and three in the division, that might not be an awful record. The reason for me saying this is, remember what New England did every single year? They beat up mm-hmm. on their own division, and they were consistently number one seeds, and the road always seemed to go through Foxborough. Not every time, but a lot of times they were the number one, number two seed. But Buffalo is going to probably beat up on teams in their own division again. I know. New England is better. I get that. But the one time that the Patriots have met with Mac Jones beat the Bills was under flukish weather circumstances. Right. In normal weather, Buffalo won decisively and then handily. The road will now go through Buffalo. And if you look at the odds makers, they agree because the Chiefs, they were seven to one before the Wilson trade. I believe they are now nine to one. And the Bills didn't move one bit. As for the Broncos, and we'll talk more about this in the second segment, I look at this wide receiving core that is, and this is really more of a tease than anything else, I look at this wide receiving core the way I looked at the Broncos' wide receiving core when Peyton Manning took over. Guys who didn't put up big numbers because they really didn't have a great quarterback. And now they do. They have a guy who can stretch the field. They have a guy who throws the ball downfield. And that wide zone is going to be perfect for Russell Wilson. And you know benefits more so than anybody else? And this is a tease. I'll tell you next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino are giving away a large model RC-104 Starfighter. This thing is awesome. It's a remote-controlled jet. You need to check it out and see what it looks like online. But if you don't want it, no problem. They're going to give you nearly $28,000 in cash instead. Grand prize drawing later this month, the 26th and the 27th. While you're up there, you can check out the really loose slots. They have a prime rib dinner for $6.95, a 99-cent menu, and a sports book as well. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, pending a physical now that Russell Wilson is the Broncos quarterback, what can we expect out of Sutton, Judy, and Patrick? You just kind of smiled like a lot. Two of them are going to be 1,000 yarders this year. Yep. I don't know if there's room for all three of them to be thousand yarders, especially because you're going to see a tight end position factor in and you're going to see a fair amount of running. It's not going to be like Seattle, where Seattle consistently was running the ball more than anybody else in football, but you're going to see a fair amount of Javante Williams. You may see a fair amount of Melvin Gordon if they resign him. And I'd say the chances of resigning Melvin Gordon on a team-friendly contract probably quadrupled today. Because because Russell Wilson and Melvin Gordon are very good friends. They were going back to being teammates at right. the University of Wisconsin. Right. They are they're tight, and Melvin was already willing to take less money to return to Denver. Right. He might even t- take even less money maybe a very incentive-laden contract to come back and play in Denver where he wants to be with his good friend Russ. And that means you're covered at a position that has a higher injury rate than any other in football, and that's running back. If Javante Williams might be your RB1, but something happens to him, Melvin Gorns be right there. When Peyton Manning came here in 2012, Demarius Thomas put up good numbers, not great numbers. He was playing with Orton and Tebow. Eric Decker put up pedestrian numbers. Julius Thomas put up pedestrian numbers. Mm -hmm. And then here comes Peyton Manning. And I've said this before, and I will say this again. Demarius Thomas told me when he was a player, my career would be nothing without Peyton Manning. I think it's a bit of an overstatement because I think Demarius was a terrifically talented wide receiver. With that, who is more talented? One's potential, one we know. Mm-hmm. We know what Demarius did, but who's more talented? Him or Jerry Judy? Jerry Judy's got all-world talent. This guy, this kid's career is going to take off. Did you see his tweets today? I did. Like, he, he went from being glum about not getting Aaron Rodgers uh-huh. to ecstatic about getting Russell Wilson and probably in, his, in the back of his own mind, equally ecstatic about not being one of the people sent back in exchange for 
a quarterback because we'd heard his name bandied about a lot. This is what Jerry. Trade. This is what Jerry Judy is going to get. More importantly than anything else that he gets from Russell Wilson, getting a pass in stride, yeah. and that is going to terrorize opposing defenses. No one on this team has benefited more as a player than Jerry Judy because his potential to me is unlimited. I think that as a person, he is up and down. And his tweets today perfectly summed it up. He's happy, he's sad, he's happy, he's sad. Now he has no reason not to be he's happy. He's riding the same roller coaster a lot of the rest of us are. That's right. And I would also say this for Jerry Judy in his defense. In football, the dude has never lost before he got to the NFL. True. It's been a different experience. And a lot of times, that's part of the challenge for guys getting to the NFL. You've been a winner your entire life. How do you handle individual failure? How do you handle team failure? Judy has seen more of that in the last two years than at any point in his, in his football existence. Now, the good times are coming. From 2012 to the middle part of 2014, the Broncos offense was nearly unstoppable. The best in the NFL mm-hmm. during that stretch. And then, around 2015, the Broncos defense, arguably one of the greatest defenses in NFL history. And that has continued in terms of being a very, very good defense up until last season. So now that Russell Wilson's in the fold, are the Broncos better on offense or on defense? And they were pretty darn good defensively last year. Offense. I think so, too. And the kind of, believe it or not, the X factor here is this new coaching staff. Well, somebody said to me today, what do you think Nathaniel Hackett thinks? And I think it was a scene out of old school mm-hmm. where Nathaniel Hackett was Will Farrell, and he took off all of his clothes and he said, we're going streaking. And that, and he did that up and down the hallways at Dove Valley. Shoot, I could see the entire offensive staff doing that. Yep. Because, I mean, he, here it is. For, all, for everybody, there is... Look, you're thinking about your job in the moment because there is plenty on the plates of everybody there. But you look over the horizon, as we like to do on this show, we like to look over the horizon. And let's say you're Justin Alton, for example, and I know Justin Alton will be focused on the moment diligently as you expect him to be. But this offense does well. Justin Alton starts getting phone calls about being somebody's head coach. No question. This, you know, it, it, it's just part of how it works. If you have the material and you do well with it, then there are going to be people interested in you. And even though Hackett did not work directly for Sean McVay, he's on that tree. And right. if the Broncos do well, and one of the reasons why I think the offense will do well is because you have Russell Wilson coming from a Shanahan Kubiak offense. Shane Waldron running it in Seattle. He comes here. He doesn't have to learn a new offense. He's going to have to learn, get chemistry with his pass catching targets, but he doesn't have to learn a new offense. And he doesn't have to learn a new language. It's going to be a. It's not going to be a steep learning curve for Russell Wilson settling in here. You know what? I, and, I, I, and he also, I think Russell Wilson personality wise will get along great with Outen and Hackett. They are. Well, let me. Let me they take, are very optimistic people. Let me take that another direction. What do you think Clint Kubiak's reaction was? Huh. Humming a humming a humming a humming a Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. Passing game coordinator. Wow. It's open. If look, if they do well here, yep. you have multiple people who will become head coaches in the next few years. But 
here's a key and why teams look at hiring an offensive head coach. Because if you do do well and the staff gets poached because you still have the same person running the show, the philosophy is going to remain consistent. Let's go back to something that Nathaniel Hackett said at his introductory press conference and the press conference you were at at the Combine, which you were standing there, and he was asked specifically, what are you looking for in a quarterback? Let's see if we can check those boxes. What did Nathaniel Hackett say? Intelligence. Check. Toughness. Check. Accuracy. Check. And then on top of that, if they were athletic, so much check, the better. Check, check, <laughs> He got pretty much everything he wanted in a quarterback yeah. outside of a complete pain in the ass like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And even though they get along well, I wonder if you gave Nathaniel Hackett a couple of shots of tequila and said, looking at the big picture here, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers for two or three years, or would you rather have Russell Wilson for maybe five to seven years? Who would you rather have? Oh, obviously, Wilson. You, and, you, and, you think it's that obvious? Oh, yes. And here's the other thing that comes into play. First of all, as great as Aaron Rodgers has been, how he's got one title, right? Yeah. He and Russell Wilson have the same amount of titles. Russell Wilson has actually more Super Bowl appearances, and we know they had the Legion of Boom back then. Right. But, but he has carried that franchise. He has. And and, and by the Seattle way, Seattle has remained a contender because of well him. past the sell by date on Legion of Boom. No question. Because he has carried it despite what we can say is questionable drafting, questionable game day tactics, right. questionable head coaching priorities. Now he is an environment in an environment where it's going to be much more quarterback centric. It's going to be a more holistic environment for him to function. The other thing that I like here is this. The best window for the Broncos to win a title may not be the next couple of years. It might be two or three years down Why? the line. Why? Why? Yeah. Uh, well, for example, uh, the Chiefs will probably start losing some pieces off of, off of, what they're, off of their team. You ha- we've you talked about George Payton as a drafter, right? Yep. You expect that he even without these picks, he's still going to keep the talent pipeline flowing, right? Okay. Okay. Instead of having a two-year window where you're basically going all in and you may be mortgaging the future, and then who knows what looms beyond that, you're looking at a six to eight-year window here where you have a shot. I don't know why you keep thinking Russell Wilson is going to play till forty-one. Well. He's 33 this year. If he right. plays eight seasons, he plays to 40. Well, he mean, turns 41 in his last year. We'll see. Why do I think he plays that long? It's as simple as looking around at what the lifespan, the career lifespan is for high-level quarterbacks today. Okay, let me ask you something before we hit a break. It's probably not fair, but let's just go through this. We know we are short on time. I'm going to pick who I think is number one wide receiver, number two wide receiver, number three, tight end, yada, yada, yada. Who would you rather have, the potential of Jerry Judy or Demarius Thomas? I'd still rather have Demarius because it's the two in the hand, bird in the hand. I understand that. But, but, but knowing Judy's potential with a quarterback like Wilson, 
I can't even imagine what the two of them could do together. Yeah. I'll take Judy, and yeah. I love Demarius. Would you rather have Decker, or would you rather have Cortland Sutton? Sutton. Would you rather have Wes Welker? This is an easy one. Or Tim Patrick. With all respect to Tim Patrick, right? Wes Welker right. was the slot machine. I agree. And in fact, no offense to Tim Patrick, but the one thing that's kind of missing from this equation is someone who is kind of a prototypical slot. Well, maybe that could be KJ Hamler if he ever stays He's healthy. He's got to run better routes I and stay healthy. Well, there's you know lot, what? There's a lot. There's a lot of ifs there for KJ Hamler. You know what? What if Judy becomes the slot guy? If that's what Hackett thinks he should do, I. I'd love it. Okay. And you know what? I don't. Even though he wants to go deep, I don't think he'd have a problem with cashing 120 balls a season, which I think is what you'd expect. Okay. <laughs> so with that tight end, that's obvious. You'd rather have Julius Thomas over Alberto. Now, no Sean Marino or Javante Williams. I'd say contract wise, because you got more time with Javante. I'm just talking about a player. As players, that's it. I mean, I think they're equal. Really. No Sean, look, when No Sean was healthy, he was really good. And we even saw that in 2011 when he when he came in and What about uh, if Melvin Gordon uh, comes back and now you have a tandem? I would rather have the room that involves Javante and Melvin Gordon. So, can can you make a case it's pretty close when it comes to skill position players yes. from 2013 to now? Yeah, and 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 let's just say yeah. let's say hypothetically at tight end, let's say you you sign CJ Uzoma from the Bengals. Now, I think the Bengals are going to fight to keep him. But you go down the list. What if you sign Evan Ingram? Yep. Hell, you know you know who you should place a phone call to just to see? Gronk. Yeah. That's a great idea. He's Make well, him say no. But he, He's a mercenary. He'll play for anybody that he thinks can win a title. Right. I mean, obviously, all of it's with Tom Brady at this point, but we, we don't know. He doesn't know where Brady's going. We don't know what's, what's happening with that. The worst that can happen if you place a phone call to Gronk is he'll say no. But I think he would listen if you called him. And you know what Gronk does? He blocks. Coming up after the break, George Payton was absolutely roasted by fans in the media for not drafting Justin Fields. Everyone said, he he better have a plan. Well, he does have a plan. And we saw today in a trade. How does he look right now? That's next. I love the way you ride the beat, baby. I, I love it. Luda. She ride it like a roller coaster. Soon as I get her to the top, she screams. I put her out like a light. She'll be out for the night. Soon as I head her, hit the Oh, well, I guess it would be nice. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at TheOptimumGolf.com. I gotta tell you something. I'm a little upset with George Payton right now. Why? He blew a huge opportunity. Because he could have made this day even better, but he missed his opportunity. Like Eminem. Missed opportunity. He missed an opportunity. You know what that opportunity was? What? 
and next time I see him, I'm going to tell him this. You should have announced the Russell Wilson deal before Aaron Rodgers said he was going back to the Packers. As an F you, we didn't want you anyway. How do you like that? Well, how awesome, honestly. And I'm joking. Well, when the Broncos I said, didn't announce anything. That's the, like the only they did the, the the cryptic tweet with the Wilson volleyball after reports broke. What I'm saying, but the way is, the way these things are, they, it, they it's not official until the 16th. So my they're, point they're, is they're hamstrung. A bit. My point. I don't know who broke the story. Was it Schefter? Was it Rappaport? Uh, no Tom Pelissero. Okay, Tom Pelissero. Yeah. I wish somebody would have given it to Pelissero before the Aaron Rodgers announcement. Because that would have been a big old F you, wouldn't it have yeah. been? Well, the, actually, that would have been fantastic. The other thing with the Rogers is like by one minute over Ian Rappaport, Pat McAfee had the Rogers news. And oh, by the way, does that surprise you? No, of course not. And oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers remains who we think he is. He told Pat McAfee he was going to fly to his studio and make his announcement live on his podcast. And he screwed over his own friend. That is Aaron Rodgers to a T. Right? Right? He said, I'm going to come in live. I will fly in to make my announcement. And he didn't even do that for his own friend. I'm guessing they're still cool with everything. I'm sure they are. Hmm. But that should tell you what Aaron Rodgers' word means. Nothing. I think you're looking forward to the 2023 uh uh, Broncos home game against the Green Bay Packers. I don't care. Why would I care? No, a lot of people are. What well, well, I'm gonna, I'm. You know what? No, yeah, but that that's gonna. Hey, look, that's that is going to be a big moment. How juicy would a Broncos Packers Super Bowl be this year oh. with all the storylines with Rodgers and Hackett and Wilson and so on and so forth? With that, George Payton just destroyed by fans because he didn't take Justin Fields right. He better have a plan. He better have a plan. How's he look right now? He looks like Kermit the Frog sipping iced tea. Hi, Kermit the Frog. That's what he looks like right now. Tea with Miss Piggy. Cool, cool as a cucumber. He sure is. Yep. Yep. Anybody have a problem with George now? I told you months ago, and you even said to me, "I'm not there yet." Now I'm there. I well, that, oh, well, that, well, that, well of course you're there now. Well, of course. Well, I, hey, I, I am. I don't. I am very hesitant to crown. Okay, and that's fine. Yes, I planted my flag with this guy months ago, saying I am all in with George Payton. I saw enough in free agency. I saw enough in the draft that this guy knows what he's doing. I've been told he's ridiculously thorough. He came highly recommended. People just adore this guy. And then he was so thorough with his coaching search. He could have taken Dan Quinn the layup on the six foot hoop. Instead, he went with Nathaniel Hackett, not because he thought Hackett was going to bring in Rodgers. And you know what was interesting is we talked about Dan Quinn in light of the possibility of getting Russell Wilson, right? Like, yes, okay, we did. you get, you, that get you get Dan Quinn, and uh, now you got Daryl Bevel as the offensive coordinator. And you, how'd that work out? You hired the you, you hired the guy that was the up and comer, and you still got Russell Wilson. And but that being said. The league is a small world, and players know what coaches are like. Just because Russell Wilson hasn't worked with Nathaniel Hackett doesn't doesn't mean 
he doesn't know what he's getting well, let into. Me ask you something. And I think and and I think Nathaniel Hackett was something that helped the Broncos get Wilson today. Because okay. ultimately, the only way this happens is if Russ says okay, because of the no trade clause. Okay, let me ask you something, because you know more inside football and the X's knows than I do. And this will probably be very enlightening for everybody listening and watching on milehighsports.com. Nathaniel Hackett's background in terms of offense is his dad, mm. Paul Hackett. Pure West Coast. Okay. Then with Doug Marone, nothing close to West Coast. And then going with the Packers, mm -hmm. which is the new hybrid version of the West Coast. Same language, different points of emphasis. Yep. So with that, why does Russell Wilson fit with what Nathaniel Hackett does? Or will he have to tailor make to Russell Wilson? Oh, he can he can tweak it a bit, but you can you can plug Russell Wilson in this offense and it'll be smooth. But what kind of offense will it be? He also it'll well it'll be it'll probably look a lot like the Packer offense this past year. There's going to be a fair amount of play fake boot action, which is something Fine. that Wilson has run very well. Very well. By the way, he's done that very well since he was in college, right, at Wisconsin, and that and. I mean, that year should have answered any questions over whether he can run a pro-style offense uh, going into the draft, but that's a, But I digress. There isn't anything schematically you can't do. Include, and the other thing that Wilson's going to bring is we know that Aaron Rodgers, while he's got it, he, you know, he can throw the deep ball, but we know he likes to throw it away, right? Mm -hmm. Wilson will take a few more chances. Right. And I think Nathaniel Hackett wants to see a few more chances taken, yep. especially with somebody like Cortland Sutton who can win, can win those jump balls on the nine round. On a side note, this went with very little to zero fanfare that John Elway's last day with the Broncos was a week ago yesterday. Mm -hmm. That wasn't even really mentioned anywhere. But you can make the case, and mess is a very strong word. But let's just put it this way. John Elway didn't pour a bucket of water on the floor that needed to be cleaned up, but he poured a couple of cups of water on the floor that George Payton has cleaned up. He has cleaned up John Elway's mess. One, he got Russell Wilson, and Elway had a chance to draft him but didn't because he wasn't tall enough. That's number one. The original sin of this whole last six years. And number two. George Payton dumped a couple of guys who everybody thought was going to be the future of this franchise. Drew Locke and Noah Fant. Remember that picture of Locke, yes, Fant, I and do. Dalton Reisner? I retweeted it out today against Houston. It was actually exactly 27 months ago today. They're yep. sitting on the sideline. There's nothing but a horizon of possibility in front of them, right? You thought, this is the future. And now two of them are gone to Seattle. Right. And Reisner is in danger of is, losing his job. He's barely hanging on right now right. because there's going to be a strong push from Natani Muti. And Graham Glasgow, I think, is going to end up starting somewhere in that interior three. I don't know where, right. but I think he will. And we even saw as early as last training camp, Muti coming in and getting some first team snaps in place of, of Reisner. So, in very a much on the edge. George Payton. Didn't clean up a mess because that's overstating it, but he cleaned up a 
bunch of water that was spilled on the floor on mistakes that John Elway made. I'm not going to say he made a mistake in Fant, although Fant, I'm sorry, um, is softer than I think people thought he would be. Sorry. Not really a willing blocker, kind of, not really. Good's very he's good. He's willing, speed. but he's just not very good. He's not good at it. And he's and, and, but and he has like to go over the middle. And they they shouldn't ask him to ISO on right. you know on Chase Young or Khalil Mack. That's just a really dumb idea. Right. I mean, so some of that was how they was how they handled him. But um Elway had brought in some pieces, but clearly this is this is George Payton's team now. Yep. And I think because of what we mentioned about 2012, and Jack Del Rio told the story to Adam Schefter that uh, they loved everything about Russell Wilson. John Elway loved everything about Russell Wilson except the height. Yep. And that was the deal breaker. There is a certain closing of the circle that I think happened today. That a, clo- a closure of the Elway era, right down to the fact that George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett both said that when they factor look at quarterbacks... They don't look at height. Doesn't matter anymore. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? Certainly a huge day for Denver sports fans. We got to celebrate another Nuggets win last night, and the Avalanche are playing tonight along with huge news for the Broncos. We'll talk about Joker's big game. Preview Avs at Devils next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. A lot of benefits to this Russell Wilson trade. One of them, we don't have to talk about Kenny Pickett's hand size anymore. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, at 5 o'clock p.m. today, Colorado Avalanche taking on the New Jersey Devils. Darcy Kemper will be back in net. Do you see this as a good opportunity for Kemper to get his groove back after being pulled on Saturday versus the Calgary Flames? Absolutely. It was one game. He's been really good all season. It's one game. Let's see how he rebounds. You know, the playoffs aren't for another month or so. The trade deadline's coming up. If for some reason he slides in the wrong direction, and we'll see. I don't see any reason why. You know, he'd go on a, you know, personal losing streak where he's giving up four goals a game. But, you know, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. And the other thing also, if this is the start of something, if it does get in his head, 
and he continues to struggle. As you said yesterday, the trading de- the trade deadline is uh, 13 days from now, and yeah. uh, the Abs would very definitely be in the market. I want to do it just in case you missed it to both of you. If for some reason the Broncos could get Christian McCaffrey for a second or a third round draft pick, not interested right now. Would you do it? No. Okay. Go ahead, Danny. Why? He's I too mean, injury prone. That's that's the thing. As much as I All like right. him. All right. Just asking. I, and the only, I think at this point, the way you make him viable with that contract, he can't take the pounding of a running back. He has to be converted to wide receiver. Okay, you convert him to wide receiver. You and, did say they need a slot guy. I did. Right? Yeah. That's okay, true. so you can okay, now what do you think? If you know what? Here, I'll put it to you this yeah. way. The the Rockies were short sighted. And not looking at DJ LeMayhew and saying you could play first base. Oh, I think they were short sighted. And so maybe Hack and, and Peyton say, you know what? Maybe we'll use, I don't know, McCaffrey not as a running back. We already have Javante Williams. He's our slot. A lot of his routes are slot like routes anyway. Okay, so would you do it? In that case, yes. Oh, second round pick? Number 64? Well, they don't, but we, I can tell you right now, they don't have a first round pick to give. Yeah. Well, like the Rams. I. Oh, yeah. Danny, how about you? Uh, sure. Yeah, it's tempting. It's tempting if you put him at receiver. But that's the thing. I, you, he can't be your running back. He just can't take the pounding at this point. Just in case you missed it last night, despite 30-point games from Jordan Poole and Moses Moody, Nikola Jokic once again fueled the Nuggets to a win over Golden State with a 32-point, 15-rebound, 12-assist, triple-double his second triple-double in as many nights. Davon Reed, also a great game for the Nuggets. Five of seven from beyond the three-point arc for Denver. Any cause for concern that the Warriors kept this game so close with Steve Kerr sitting so many players? You asked me if I would bet the Nuggets. I did not. No, you did The Nuggets did not cover the eight and a half. Well, is it a concern? I suppose if we want to turn it into a concern, what I would say is sometimes you play to the level of your competition. When you know... Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Iguodala, Wiggins aren't out there. <clears throat> Maybe kind of coast a little bit. I mean, you you look back at a, a game a, a, a few weeks ago, and um, you know they only they, I mean they only beat the Magic by ten, and the Magic are horrible. They're sixteen and forty nine right now. I do think exactly what you said is true. They play at the level of their competition. Just in case you missed it, Greg Popovich tied Don Nelson's NBA record for regular season wins last night with his 1,335th victory as the Spurs beat the Lakers last night. 26 seasons as San Antonio's head coach, five NBA titles. Where does Pop rank among the greatest NBA coaches of all time? It's hard to argue that he's not the greatest. It it really is. Um, Bill Jackson has the most titles. But then again, you, you look at Popovich and say, well, he had, you know, Duncan and he had Manu Ginobili and he had Parker. And I understand that, but look who, you know, Phil Jackson had. Popovich is a far better X's and O's guy than Phil Jackson. But Phil Jackson might be the best psychologist as a coach in sports history. Yeah, different sets of strengths. Yep. I would argue that Popovich probably had not that he didn't have good material to work with, but I don't but in terms of pure raw talent, maybe he was a notch below 
what Phil Jackson, I mean, Phil Jackson had Michael Jordan truly transcendent. He had Shaquille O'Neal at his, at the peak of his powers. He had Kobe Bryant. The Spurs have certainly had their share of great players, but maybe not all timers in the same way that Phil Jackson had. So I'd give pop the nod on maxim, not only maximizing what he had, but building a long-term culture that sustained. Yeah. And, and think about it. The NBA it's all about big markets, right? You know, put the super teams together in big markets. He made that happen in San Antonio. That matters, too. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, Mandy got a stack of a washer and dry. I saw that baby, and boy, that is just so stinking nice. She got a fantastic deal on it as well. She said the customer service was fantastic. So I can tell you firsthand, Mountain High Appliance, not only do they do their job, but they do it as well, if not better than anybody Mandy got great service. She got a great product, and she couldn't be any happier. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, yeah, we'll talk more about Russell Wilson. So are the Broncos now championship contenders? Are you willing to say, yeah, they're going to compete for a title for the next five to six years because they have Russell Wilson? That's next. Down in the tunnel trying to make it. 